With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Colorado Avalanche have a lot of money, a lot of cap space, but they have a lot of holes to fill. Who do they target in free agency? Who can they bring back as RFAs? Are there any expiring contracts that they're going to want to re-sign? Breaking it all down with Adrian Dater of Dater on Avalanche. Welcome back to another edition of the Edgework Offseason Previews here today with Adrian Dater covering the Colorado Avalanche. You can find his articles, Dater on Avalanche there, so you can check out everything he's writing about covering the team. Adrian, we're going to go through here today talking about everything going on with the Avalanche leading into this offseason, some of the big moves that they might have to make, how you would go about constructing this roster going into next season to bring them back to the Stanley Cup Finals and hopefully lifting the Stanley Cup above their head. But uh, looking at what happened last season, you're looking at a bunch of expiring free agents here. You've got a couple of guys who are going to be restricted free agents as well. Where would you go first if you are Joe Sackick heading into this offseason in terms of restricted free agents, guys who are are expiring here you're looking at Bowen Byram Alex Newhook some of the bigger guys who actually were bigger parts of the team would you look to bring them back would you maybe have to move on to them how would you kind of handle some of those situations there well no I'd want to bring back all my restricted free agents who are um, you know the big two are Bo Byram and Alex Newhook you got to sign both I mean I uh, you know I fully expect that to happen although do I you know I do think that could be some I think there could be some issues with Byram still with term, uh, the right. whole the whole package. I, I'm sure the Az would want to sign him long term, but uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think you know he's he's only got well he's got four years to UFA I believe. So yeah, you know if you're gonna sign if you want this eight eight year deal or something like he gave uh, you know Makar. Um, like Shushkin, Landeskog, you have to pay the premium, obviously. So that'll be expensive, but uh, I think, I'm not sure Bo Byram wants to sign a long, long-term deal. Um, you know, there's been some t- chatter over the years that he might want to eventually go back to Vancouver and be close to home. Yeah. Big BC boy. So, but, you know, Avs are going to, he's in the driver's seat. I think, you know, although he has been injured, of course, and hasn't played a full season in the NHL, not even close. So that hurts his leverage a little bit. But I would say, you know, he's gonna he's gonna have to get at least, you know, I would say five point five million next on his next deal, something like that. Um, and if you're gonna do that, like, what are you looking at? Right. Like, what would you be looking at on term on that kind of money there? I'd want him for eight years. I'd want to get him as long as I could. Uh, he's a good player. You know, um, really talented, good, eats up a lot of minutes, possesses the puck all the time, his scoring is going up. You know, he right. seems to be over the concussion thing. So, you know, that's last injury was not a, it was a lower body injury last year that kept him out a little, pretty good amount. But, uh, you know, seems like the concussion days are hopefully over. And uh, so as long as it takes, I would, you know, if he, if he wants to do eight years, I would give it to him. 
Now, if you're going to look at Alex Newhook, uh, where would you kind of slot him in compared to Bowen Byram, where you're kind of looking maybe in a similar situation there uh, in terms of, hey, when he becomes a free agent, so maybe you don't want to walk him right to that, but are you looking to maybe bridge him or would you try to get him under a long-term contract here as well? Um, I think I'd do a bridge. I think it's fair to say he didn't have a great year. This past year, he did score 14 goals, but only 30 points, I believe. And, you know, I think they were hoping for 50 points at least. They started him out as a second-line yeah. center on the season, and uh, it just didn't put in any points. So uh seemed like he has not proven himself yet with the fuller top six roles that he's been given a chance at. And uh, so I think that uh, – I think your three years is what, what I would do. You know, I think he's still so young that you can't give up at all on him. He's 21, and uh, he's got good talent. I think he's going to score eventually. But, you know, there's been – you know, he's the – he needs to – he needs to get over, you know, the 30-point mark at least. He's got to get 40 points if he wants to play meaningful minutes on this team. So, uh, yeah, I would say three years, um, you know. Mm, I think, you know, I think he's really realistically only earned – Two two point five million a year right now, based on his, uh, his current worth and maybe his projection for a year, a couple three years. Did you hear something that might be getting you excited about betting on the NHL next season? Maybe you want to get into the futures markets, whether it be conferences or divisions, or you're looking to bet on the Stanley Cup. Well, Pinnacle Sportsbook is the place to do it because Pinnacle is the world's sharpest sportsbook. You can find out what professional bettors have known for decades. Pinnacle is where the best bettors play. You must be 19 plus and in Ontario, not available to customers in the U.S. So thank you to our sponsor over at Pinnacle. Make sure to go and sign up there. It is the world's sharpest sports book. Now, if you look over to the UFAs, uh, guys that are expiring from this team, it's a long list here. Obviously, some of these guys were acquired maybe closer to the deadline or within the last year or two. Is there anybody who's expiring right now that you would be putting at the top of your priority list to bring back? You got some guys who've been there for a long time, but then there's a couple guys who just did one-year things. Like, How would you kind of sort that out? What would you look to bring them back on, and who would those guys be? It's a tough question to answer because um, I know that the UFAs that they have are going to want pretty good money. Um, and I don't see that happening with the Avs, what they probably want. I think there's some or all of them going to have to take a pretty good hometown discount to stay. And I don't think players do that very often anymore. Uh, maybe, well, it depends on the levels you're at. I mean, sometimes you'll take. Two million less on a eighty million, eighty-eight million dollar deal, you know, instead of a yeah. eighty-six million. Or but uh, uh, I think you know the question is: Are they going to sign JT Comper or not? And what are they if then if not? And now they have really no second line center, no third line center. If he leaves, um, he had fifty-two points last year. Uh, it's it's June nineteenth right now. We're twelve days away from the start of the market. And usually if Avs don't have guys signed by now, it usually doesn't go very well. I usually start out at 50% on June 1st. If a guy's not signed and I'd subtract 1% all every day until June, July 1st, as far as their chances of coming back. Um, right. They better have something in the backup plan, and we'll get to that. But uh, 
I still think that Comfer is the guy I'd, I'd probably put at the top of the list just based on what he did. You know, 52 points is 52 points, and he's he's, he's won a cup, and he's been here a few years now. And, um, you know, there's rumors he might want to go back home to Illinois and play for the Blackhawks. Uh, but I think I think he's going to get well, – he might get an offer of $5 million a year on the open market. I don't think the odds want to go that high. It basically got about $20 million of cap space, but that includes the $7 million that they're going to use for Landeskog's LTIR. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have been $13 million. Um, so, you know, they've got one year of $7 million. You know, the hope is Landeskog comes back after next season and plays, but uh, that's obviously a ways up. But, uh, you know, the, the second guy, that's, I think, you know, I think the – I think actually the guy who has the best chance of coming back as a UFA is probably Andrew Cogliano, but that's a you know it's a one year one million dollar signing at best. So um, I think you know they love him and he's he's done well here and um, you know so um, you know Eric Johnson. Yeah. Uh, I don't see it happening. Uh, I think he's going to leave. Uh, the other big guy they have at UFA is Evan Rodriguez. Uh, what nineteen goals last year? Or only 16, something. 39 points, I think, was his total. A little bit underachieved, maybe, you can argue. At times, he was good, though. He really went into kind of a slump at the end of the year and into the playoffs. Um, Rumor is he wants over $4 million a year. Mm, not sure. I'd, eh, I don't know. Maybe that's worth it today in the league. But uh, I don't know if I'd go that. He's almost 30. So right. to answer your question, Brown, about for him, the, you know, I think the only guy who really – I think there's only two guys that I would say have a chance of coming back, and that's Cogliano and Confer. Right. So you're in terms of the RFAs, you are going to try to bring back Byram here. You're going to try to bring oh, yeah. back New Hook. You look yeah. ahead to the UFAs, guys, who are expiring here, unrestricted, prioritize Confer, maybe look down to Cogliano. But other than that, it's kind of – if you find a spot, it's there. If not, you're not really going to force it. So – now you take a look into the actual bigger pool of unrestricted free agents. Are there any guys out there that you see as being good fits here, whether it be uh, positionally, with the style of play, and not on top of that financially, and what you can get for them for term and contract in the bigger free agency pool right now? Yeah. Well, like I said, if they lose Copper and Rodriguez, now they have real holes at center at yeah. Down, I mean, they have Nathan McKinnon in the center. No problem there. But uh, you almost have no second or third line centers. And I don't think Lars Heller will be back. They got him for a second round pick. That turned out to be a bad deal. Um, uh, so they're going to need a center. I, You know, the pickings aren't very good on center uh, UFAs. I mean, it's just not. Uh, Jonathan Taze could be available. I don't think he's going to leave Chicago. I'm not sure he's ever going to play again, really. Uh, yeah. I think he will, but I don't think he wants to leave Chicago. I would love to get Patrick Kane. I'm a big name guy. I like stars. Um, but he, he may not be able to play till January with the hip surgery. Yeah. I think he'd be great on the team, though. I really do. I think he'd be excellent playing on that power play and scoring points and playing at times with McKinnon and Miko Rantanen. So um, I think it would be a great fit, but – you know, people keep shouting me down on, on Twitter. <laughs> you, know, you can't sign a guy who's too old. Um, <laughs> you know, a lot of guys had good years as old guys last year and, and did well in the playoffs, yeah. won cups, some guys. So uh, uh, I don't buy that age thing too much. I think Patrick Kane's got three or four good years left in him. Once, assuming the surgery is fine. Um, 
I like a guy like Tyler Bertuzzi. I just don't think a guy like Bertuzzi, the last name Bertuzzi, could play in Colorado very well. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah. Not with the Steve uh, Steve Moore, Todd Bertuzzi yep. incident still kind of, you know, forever a historic moment in that team, infamous. Um, but the, you know, they're, they're going to need a center. It's just, like I said, there's just not much out there. So either they're going to have to re-sign Confer, hope Newhook has a better year. Maybe he can make that jump to 2C. That's the hope. I mean, he's a first-round pick. Um, if not, then you're, now you're talking about a team that scoring went down a little bit, even last year, last year from the Cup team, quite a bit, actually. Uh, that's lost Rodriguez, Confer. Um, gonna have to get a guy, a guy who can score 20, 30 goals, period. I don't know who, you know, I mean, there's big names that have been coming off injuries that, that could play. And I could see, I always like a guy who's coming back after an injury maybe and wants to prove it to everybody, you know, uh, you know, maybe Max Pacioretty, somebody like that, you know, right. I mean, he's a good player when he's healthy, he scored a lot of goals in Vegas. So, um, I think they're pretty well set on defense still. Yeah. It's going to have to be offense, offense, offense all the way. Well, is there anybody within the system right now that you think could potentially make the leap up? You talked about Byram and Newhook. You kind of need Newhook to maybe step up, but he's already been playing with the big club. Is there anyone down, lower down in the in the minors right now, any prospects or anything that you could see potentially jumping in and making an impact on this Avs team going into next season? Well, the two names that are probably at the top of the list are Oscar Olison, first-round pick. Had a phenomenal start to his uh, junior season a couple of years ago, like a goal game. Um, he didn't score quite at that pace at all in AHL first season. He's probably still, though, your top forward prospect in this team. Uh, Jean-Luc Foodie is another guy. I thought he looked yeah. pretty good last year at times playing for the Az, and then I had like a hundred guys playing on the team last year. And but he was one of the guys I thought looked good as a prospect. That I think you know another year stronger and more developed. I think the, I think he could be a good third line player. Uh, but uh, after that, the pickings are getting slim. You know they traded a lot of picks. They don't have a second round or third round pick, not even for this year, but next year. Uh, they got their first rounders, which they didn't have this past year. But, uh, you know, the coverage's been a little more, you know, paired. They got a cup out of it, though. So it's always, you always say, hey, we got, we got, we got a cup. That that ends up being worth it. Um, So, but uh, yeah, they've been picking in the later rounds last few years. So they, they have not had a chance to get a real stud guaranteed blue chipper in here in a few years. They did have, too many of them for a while because they were the last place team for a while. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Now they win a cup. They're picking the last thing. Yeah, they won the division last year. People forget how they came back and won it on the last day of the year. So they're still picking like 27th this year. But to answer your question, uh, after Foodie, Olison, um, you know, the pickings are slimmer. Uh, Alex Bokash didn't have a great year with Colorado Eagles. He was somebody I thought could maybe come in and be a scorer. Uh, it hasn't happened yet. Like I said, uh, cupboard needs to be restocked. Okay, so looking outside, one of the big things that we kind of see here with this team is that hole at center. And if you can't get Comfort back here, that's going to just 
create an even bigger gap. You're starting to see articles circulating online and majority of it is speculation here. But what we're trying to do, uh, especially here at the end of this one is may maybe it's speculation. Maybe it is just an ideal situation or anything like that or someone that you think personally could be a fit here. Is there anyone that you might target in a trade or via trade to come to the avalanche anyone out there that you might go hunt after this offseason whether it be to fill in that center position or to kind of stock up on on the wings and solidify this team but is there anyone out there that you you look at and say hey that's the guy i'm going after i'm calling that team and uh how do you maybe make it fit uh i love josh anderson and canadians uh i just think he'd be a good fit on the abs doesn't seem like he'd be totally on the market for the Habs, and yet it seems like everybody on the Habs is on the market. So the big trade chip they probably have to get a guy like that or another good forward is Sam Gerard, uh, right. defenseman, $5 million. I think he's got three more years on that contract at five, so you can argue that that's good value for other teams. Um, after that, I don't – you know, they can't trade – any of their top guys and realistically, you know, consider themselves an elite team anymore because they, they've already lost, you know, some time. I mean, they're lot, losing Landis Scott was just a big blow. Let's face it. Yeah. You know, they lose your captain. He's not playing for the next whole year. He may never play again. We don't know about this. You know, the surgery he had is very experimental. Um, so it's just a huge blow, and it's not been easy to overcome. You just can't trade your way out of things in this league much anymore. You know, you're stuck with what you got cap-wise. It's hard to move bad contracts now. So I like Josh Anderson myself. Uh, I'm blanking on his last name. The center is available in Calgary. Why am I forgetting his name? But maybe you got to fill me in right Lindholm? now. Lindholm? Yeah, Lindholm, of course. I knew that would come to me. <laughs> Lindholm is the other guy people keep talking about. Um, yeah, I like Lindholm. He's a good player. I'm sure they're going to want Shifley, him. maybe? What's that? Shifley? Uh, well, I think, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Wouldn't he cost a lot? I Maybe. Uh, if they take Sam Gerrard, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they need that. Uh, yeah. And Winnipeg so much. Lefty puck-handing defenseman who, um, you know, is small, but he's – Good, you know, it's a good player. I mean, he's, you know, possesses that puck a lot. Um, you know, uh, they don't have a lot of picks to trade anymore. So, I mean, they could trade right. their first round pick, but it's only 27th in draft this year. What are you going to give up for a 27th pick, right? Um, right. It's not an easy solution. Uh, I think they're just going to try and patch their way through another year and hope for the best with Landeskog. You know, I think it's going to be a big name guy like a Kane or a Patch already. If Jonathan Taze somehow wants to play another team, I, I think he, I like Jonathan Taze. I think every, everybody calls him over, yeah. over the hill now, but I don't know. 15, 20 goals, a second line center, captain yeah. kind of guy. I don't, I, I'd take it, but you know, I, I, I'm, uh, you know, often called wrong. I mean, <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I don't see just, I, I would love to get, you know, some guys. I mean, be great to get Sidney Crosby on this team. He's McKinnon's pal. Yeah, yeah. Sure he Does he want to keep playing in Pittsburgh on a team that's going way downhill? Probably. I mean, he's such an icon there. Those guys usually want to have a legacy that lasts forever. 
Love to get yeah. Sidney Crosby if it could, but yeah, I don't know. That would cost a lot. They'd have to give up a real good player. Um, well, it'd be fun to watch him and McKinnon together. That would be a it cool would be, situation right? it to would see. Be great. Yeah. Their best plan, their best friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jonathan Druin might be available. He's he was McKinnon's pal too in junior. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's such a such an uncertain world. You have to you have to sort of buy low and hope to sell high on these kind of players, right? You know, they, you yeah. got to. You, you're not you're just not in a great spot to cap wise or anything else to just go buy, get whatever you want. Um, yeah, the free agent pool just looks to me to be kind of lacking, and uh, um, so there. Yeah, it's uh, it's you know, Valenichushkin is going to have to come back and play well for this team to come back well. And uh, you know he went through this, um, you know, mini scandal thing in the playoffs. Uh, yeah. So, sounds like he's going to come back and play, though. So that's big. But uh, I just don't think the Avs are going to get a lot of instant help on the trade market or uh, free agency. That said, they do have seven extra million dollars to play with. That should get a pretty good player for the year, one year at least. It really should. Yeah. Well, I'll ask you this final question here before I let you go. I do appreciate you taking the time to do this here. What are your realistic expectations of the Avalanche for next season? Their their success that they could potentially have, what they might be striving for. You mentioned a lot of uncertainty. You see a lot of big holes right now. They do have some money to play with. But, I mean, outside of that, you're going to look at this team and what they could potentially do next year. Where do you kind of predict them going? How do you see the next season portraying or playing out? I think it'll be a good season again. I mean, um, they had so many injuries again last year that I don't I don't think the odds are good that they would have as many big injuries uh, that they could they had everything last year. Uh, you still got a dynamite core of McKinnon, Rantanen. Um, you know, Arturi Lekkanen's a good player. If Nachushkin's back to his form, he's an excellent forward. Um, there's four really good forwards right there. Then you've got Kale McCarr, of course, on D, you know, best D in the league. Um, only 60 games last year, but 66 points. Got to get him fully healthy again. Hopefully, you know he had a little. He's had some nagging little injuries that were, you know, kind of upset the team's, uh, you know, stride at times last year. But uh, then he gets suspended for Game Five in the playoffs. That hurt. Um, you know, and you've got a really good defensive still core still. Devontae is entering his last year of a deal. They're going to need to extend him somehow. Um, whatever it takes, I would keep Devontae no matter what it costs. You have to keep him for the future. Uh, Bo Byer was an excellent player. You know, then they've still got Gerard. Um, you know, um, if they lose Eric Johnson, they should be able to find a pretty good defenseman out there to replace him. Um, yeah. So... I think it's still a very good team. They got a good goalie, you know. Just uh, you know, uh, the kid, the kid played pretty well last year uh, for not in Game Seven as much, maybe. But well, it wasn't really his fault in Game Seven against Kraken. But uh, he did get outplayed in that series by uh, Grubauer. That said, he had a very good year, and he's he's a good player, good goalie. So yeah. they've got the goalie. They've got the top two on defense still. They've got Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen. They're going to win their share of games. Got to be healthier going into the playoffs next year. Uh, if they do, they're still a dangerous team and could win another cup. Uh, I wouldn't bet a lot against them. That said, they need they need to patch a couple holes that they've had. 
All right, well, Adrian, thank you for taking the time to do this. Really appreciate it. If you want to find more of his content, you can find him, Dater on Avalanche, more articles that he's writing there covering this Avalanche team. So thank you very much for doing this today. We appreciate it. And uh, hopefully the Avalanche can have themselves an interesting offseason to give you something, uh, something exciting going on out there. There's plenty of money to work with, plenty of room to work with. So we'll, uh, wishing, uh, wishing you an enjoyable season next year. I appreciate it. That'll be year 29 covering the team. So, uh, yeah, uh, on the back nine of my career. But, yeah, still still, still fun team to cover. So uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks to Adrian Data for taking the time to do this here today. The Edgework off-season previews continues here on the Edgework HQ YouTube channel, and you're not going to want to miss any of it. So if you enjoyed the content here today, please make sure to hit that like button, hit subscribe to the Edgework HQ YouTube channel, and while you're at it, you might as well click that bell, turn on notifications so you get notified every single time that we go live or new videos come out here on the Edgework HQ YouTube channel. Guys, it is a long off-season ahead of us, but more and more of these videos will be coming out ahead of free agency, and then reacting to stuff once free agency starts so you're not you're gonna want to find all of that here on the edgework hq youtube channel we look forward to seeing you guys throughout the summer excited to be back next season with more live picks and predictions on our daily show but until then enjoy the summer